Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Otaku Susume, or Recommendations from My Otaku Spouse. I'm Wesley. And I'm Jen. So let's get started. We have an interesting recommendation today. And why is that? Because, like, we both did it. We, we both did what? The recommendation. Ah. The recommending. Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> we the act of recommending was done by the two of us. To each other. Which Separately, is, but at the same time. Which is somewhat fitting. Hmm. Yes. Should we tell them what we're doing? I, I think they probably guessed from the title. Dang it. This is about the video game It Takes Two. Yeah, we both saw the advert... Or the tra- or some kind of trailer. I think we saw different trailers for it. You saw a trailer, and I saw two people from a Discord that I know playing it on Twitch. Right. And we both went to each other. And we're like, hey, I saw this cool video game that we should play together. Yes. Because it's a co-op game. And we apparently like each other and we like video games, so we should play it together. Suspicious. No, wait, that's another video game. What? Never mind. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, we decided to try out It Takes Two. And I was, we were kind of between video games. And I was umming and ahhing what to do, so I, and then a co-worker said, oh, hey, It Takes Two is on sale. It's like, well, I could either get it off of Amazon Japan for 6,000 yen, which is $60. USD. Or we could just buy it off the PlayStation Store on sale for $30. Half off. So, yeah, that's what we did. And then we, we started playing it, and then we didn't stop. There's a lot of twos in this intro, which is fitting for It Takes Two. Okay. You have a price that's half off. You have a game that takes two. You have people seeing it and both recommending it. We both or a thought Batman villain. Uh, what? What? <laughs> the the Two Face. I guess Two Face always does things that comes in twos because he's Two Face. Okay. And now we're like that. And I was gonna say we also thought of very different songs when we every, every time we say it takes two. It takes two. I thought one was enough. It's not true. It takes two of us. That's the only song I know. And I'm like, it takes two, me and you. No. I don't know that song. What? How do you? Wait, seriously. Are you putting my leg? I have no idea what you're saying now. Okay, I'm going to play it to you later on YouTube. (laughs) No, seriously. What song are we talking about? I'm, I'm, I I don't know the name of it. It just has the line, it takes two. And you're singing, I'm pretty sure more people think of the one I just sang than they do of the song from Into the Woods. Into the Woods is amazing. It is. And the song is amazing. So we started the game and we didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, we started the game and we didn't stop playing. And which I mean, is we, which we is did rare. Stop playing. We stopped for work and for food. And for sleep. And for sleep. Yeah. But only because we had to. Darn work making us go. I know. No, it was it was crazy though, because I haven't played a game nonstop like that in years. And I know I sound like such an old woman saying that, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, usually like you'll kind of play a game for a while and be like that was fun and you'll sit it down and you'll come back to it a couple of days later and you'll play some more and be like that was fun but just be like hey we've eaten dinner and we don't have to sleep yet we're playing video games right right <laughs> right right let's do it yeah yeah and we pretty much played it i think we started saturday okay and we finished it thursday did we yes we played pretty much for half of the day saturday half the day sunday and then Every single time I came home when we finished dinner. That's true. We even missed a few Skype calls because of it. Yes, we did. <laughs> Oops. It's fine. We were having couples therapy, <laughs> which is very important in any healthy relationship. It is. Dr. Hakeem says so. So we should probably explain what It Takes Two is about. We've just said that it's this amazing <laughs> game that we couldn't stop playing and the two of us play it. So 
it's it's a it's a two player split screen game about a couple who are going through a divorce, and their daughter wishes that they would be friends again and that they would fall in love again, and then they wake up and they're suddenly dolls with a magical book telling them, "Hey, you need to work together in order to break this whatever it is that's happened to you." So, uh, we're probably gonna put this in the show notes, but also there's gonna be spoilers about the game in this. So if you didn't read the show notes and you're listening to it. Yes. We're going to talk about some spoilers. So if you're at all interested in the game, I highly recommend you just go play it. Hmm. Which and is then why listen to us talk. I wanted to do an introduction and then go. Oh. Go go play it. Oh. We're 100% going to spoil everything. So if you have any interest and you have somebody that you love or someone that you tolerate or someone you enjoy playing games with. It has an online co-op, but I really do think it'd be a lot better to play. I mean, play it online with someone who you know, but mm. I, cause I think this is definitely not a game you want to do just like with a random stranger. With a rando. Yeah. I don't think you can. Well, I, I honestly don't know if you can play know. it with a rando because we play, only played it together. Yes. But yes, 100% go play this game and then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast if you haven't. And if you don't care about spoilers, then... Listen to the podcast and then go play the game. Yes. But either way, go play the game. Yes. Agreed. Especially because I looked it up, and on Metacritic, it has an uh, industry rating of 88 okay, and a user rating of 9.1. That's pretty good. That's really good. It rated better than a couple of other big hits that came out this year. Well done for them. Yeah, 100%. Like, and I think they deserve it. I'm not. It's not perfect in every way, and it has faults, so we'll probably get to. Mm. But it was thoroughly entertaining. So much fun. Both... Story-wise and gameplay-wise, I think. Yes. So, should we get into it? Let's do it. So we've got our divorcing couple. Yes. They're now puppets. Yes. Being tortured by a magical book. Um. Yeah, I think that's a that's an accurate description. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The book being the Doctor Hakeem that I mentioned earlier. Yes. Renowned expert of love, who is helping couples work through their problems. He is a character. Actually, the the uh, voice actor who voiced um the husband Cody. Also voiced the book, Dr. Hakim. Yeah, you told me that when we were watching the credits, and I did not hear it while playing. No, I couldn't tell at all. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I think the the actress who played the wife, May, just played her. So a large bulk of the game is, it's a split-screen two-player game. And actually, I wanted to ask you, when was the last time you played a split-screen two-player game? Mario Kart. Okay, when was the last time you played that? You don't play Mario Kart with me because you don't like to play two-player games. I don't like to play... <laughs> Competitive two-player games, correct. Most two-player games are competitive, and I hate them because I always lose, and it's not fair. And you're laughing at me. This is why I don't play games with you. I'm only laughing a little bit. <laughs> See, I, I like it Mario Kart. I like this because it was a cooperative game. And you know what's unfair about Mario Kart? What? The last time you played Mario Kart was with someone who wasn't me. You cheated on me in Mario Kart, and haven't played it with me since. I don't remember the last time I played Mario. Kart. I do. Because it struck me so hard that you were willing to play two players split screen games with someone else. Who? When? It was with Kenny. Oh, is it? At KomoriCon. Oh, yeah. Like four years ago. Oh, yeah, you're right. I did play. I did play it with Kenny. I know. Because I helped you by distracting Kenny so you could win. Aw, thank you. See, I like that kind of cooperation. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgotten about that. I'm that, sorry. that is honestly the last time I played a split screen game. With modern consoles, everything being multiplayer over the internet, you mm -hmm. don't get them as much. Even the games that used to be like that, like you know, when I was a kid, you, just so many different games. Any shooter was a split screen game: mm -hmm. GoldenEye, Halo, whatever, Perfect Dark. Um, but it just slowly went away. And shooters now, if you want to play multiplayer, you're pretty much stuck doing it over the internet. 
fighting games were never split screen. And even then, I don't think it's... You don't get many cooperative games. It's true. They're mostly, like you said, competitive. And when you do get something cooperative like that, it's usually not the main gameplay mode. Like we were talking mm-hmm. about Portal 2. Yeah. Had the entire sub story where you play as the testing robots and that was a co-op yeah that was fun Actually, i think that's probably the closest comparison in terms of games like co-op games it's two people working together with strange abilities to solve puzzles mm. so kind of on the nose there's also um when we recommended this game to another friend of ours she said oh have you played a way out which is a cooperative two-player game where you think i've never played it so forgive me if i get this wrong but i think you break out of prison or you have to do some kind of heist together. But it's made by the same studio who made It Takes Two. Really? Yeah. Oh, we should give it a look. And their first game is a game called Brothers, which is a single-player, two-player game. So you're playing two brothers, but you're using one controller, and one half of the controller is one brother, and the other half of the controller is the other brother. So it's a two-player game that you can play as a single person. Interesting. Hmm. I've always wanted to play that, but I haven't gotten around to it yet, and now I feel like I should because It Takes Two are so good. <laughs> But you can see how they kind of built upon their ideas and they're really building on their strengths. And now they've kind of polished it into this really strong gameplay. They've kind of made their niche. Yeah, 100%. We've taken some single player games and turned them into co-op games. We did that with uh, Death Boat and we did that with The Witness. <laughs> Death Boat. <laughs> the return of the Oberdin. That's what I said. <laughs> yes, we did. And those worked pretty well. Yeah. But this definitely gave both players more freedom. Mm-hmm. Like a surprising amount of freedom, actually. Playing through it, there's what you're supposed to do, and then there's what you can do. And mm. what you're supposed to do, like if you were to do a Venn diagram here, what you're supposed to do, it would just be a very small circle in a very large circle of what you can do. Mm. And I really enjoyed that. It yeah. reminded me a lot of playing some of those old uh, 3D platformer games, mm-hmm. like when they were first coming out and being a thing. Yeah, you could easily storm through this game and miss so much of it. Yes. But not in terms of like you, because some games when you have an adventure game and you go off the beaten path and you get some kind of like, you're rewarded with an ability or like an item. In this, if you go off the beaten path, you're just rewarded with more whimsical joy. An experience, yeah. Yeah. Which was fun. Which I really liked. And I also enjoyed that a lot of the game made sense. In a weird nonsensical way yes yes but like if you saw something and you're like oh i wonder if i can the answer was probably yes yeah that's true like i uh, <laughs> like the, can i throw snowballs at these people yes yes i can and they will throw them back and they will throw them back <laughs> or like when we first saw a piggy bank and there oh, was no. <laughs> no that made me cry that was so mean so there's a piggy bank and there's a bunch of coins around and we're like oh hey look you can actually pick up the coins and put them in the piggy bank and you don't get anything for doing it no. you just kind of hear the little clink and the piggy bank goes, and the piggy's like yay i'm happy and then when you felt the piggy bank he kind of rolls, rolls onto, onto his, his back. back and i went hey i wonder because what would happen if you ground pound the piggy bank and it shatters and the coins go everywhere and i was like no <laughs> i loved it you piggy i and loved it you and it's dead no it was so cute <laughs> i was actually crying i was like that was such a cute pig i was even about to say oh my god that pig is adorable when you went bam <laughs> and i went Psh. i know <laughs> and then i found out that you needed to smash it anyway for a trophy so we had to do it again <laughs> yeah but 
I wasn't looking at it as a, I wonder if I get something for no, this. No, you it were was like, a, a, oh, I wonder if I can. You smash piggy banks in real life in stories. I mean, it had a cork there that in real life you just pop the cork out and take the coins. But, you know, in TV shows or comics or whatever, it's always smash the piggy mm-hmm. bank to get the coins. I'm like, I wonder. And then it worked. Yeah. And there's just little bits like that throughout the whole thing that, I mean, there was the other bit. We're on a pig thing here but there's the other bit where you're like hey look you can feed these pigs oh yeah and we you fed can feed some the pigs, pigs and we fed them all the way to the slaughterhouse where there was some people sitting outside enjoying sausages and we were like no <laughs> more death to piggy seriously the developers have a thing against pigs it's just they pigs, must hate pigs pigs didn't want to be eaten they wouldn't be delicious <sighs> they're so delicious so actually that's one thing i really enjoyed about this game not the pigs they were adorable too um was the fact that every single section like there were bits where you'd get to an area and it was just you could just play around yes you could just have fun and it it wasn't anything it was like press a button and this does something or you can paint a picture and then stick it up on a wall you can set off rockets and they'll go whizzing off and explode you can just i think one of one of the things one of the reasons it took us so long to kind of get through the game was that there were sections where we just both stopped wanting to carry on the story. We just wanted to play. Yes. And that was really nice. It, I honestly felt like a kid again, just <laughs> playing in, playing with these toys and playing in this environment. And it was just like we did the Tower of, I forget what it's called, like the, the Hell Tower. The Hell Tower. And we were working on that for probably a good 30 minutes, just being like trying to jump up this cursed tower and kept falling off <laughs> i'm glad we did it in the end it was yes. fun but it was things like that that just really made the game extra special because it was all the extra tiny little details that they put in and they really allowed the players to interact with the game in a way that you normally wouldn't yes like um i'm playing monster hunter rise right now and there are lots of really adorable tiny details in the animation in the in the town. Like you see the characters moving location, you can see them reacting to things in their environment, but you can't really interact with those in like those actions. Yeah, you can only watch, and it's cute little details, but it's it's you're one step removed. Whereas I feel like in this, like you said, you can go. Do I, it. You can go do it. You can go do something normally. Yeah, and if it's something you can't interact with, then they won't bring attention to it. Yeah. Like, ah, like I was going to ask you, what was your favorite level? I really liked the music level. Um, I, oddly enough, I think it had some of the least amount of freedom, as you're saying. Mm. But I think as a whole, it was very well designed. And I loved how the music played into it. And it had all the different types of music as you went through the different areas. I mean, there was one bit where we'd done a puzzle and we you were moving on to the next one and you're like wait west go go and i i, I zoned out because i was listening to the music that was playing <laughs> i was like oh wait yeah okay i'm still here let's do this let's do this and i really enjoyed that i guess i wonder if it's because you like that kind of well i mean like so they had different kinds of music but it was definitely music aimed at uh, adults that are probably grew up in the 80s i didn't grow up in the 80s <laughs> you didn't grow up in the 80s but you like the music of people who did you have an older taste in music fine <laughs> it's not a bad well, thing but it was just and there was like bits we were talking about how you just want to do things mm. and so there was one bit in the music level where you walk into a room and there's three samplers yeah sitting out in front of and you. you were just pressing and buttons. i immediately go over and start being like okay let's play with the samplers to make a tune or something because each you've got the three and you can cut them up in different ways you got one on like 
a drum loop and one doing a regular synth and I can't maybe two doing a synth one doing a high and one doing a bass synth and the drums and you can make this cool sample and we're doing it and you were doing it too and I'm like yeah this is fun this is fun this is fun and then like but you were doing it because it's how you open the next door. Yes. And I didn't even realize it's how you, you open the next door. You didn't realize you were playing with a puzzle. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't playing with a puzzle at all. I was just saying, okay, well, let's play. Let's do this with the synth, and you can hear how it's influencing the music in the background. And you're like, okay, we got the door open. I'm like, wait, what? How? What? What do, you, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing around. Yeah, you actually said I was just playing around. Were we actually doing something? <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, you know, I saw like these lit up tubes and all these things going in places, and I was like, "Oh, were we supposed to be doing something specific?" <laughs> or <laughs> and then my favorite level was the snow globe. The snow globe was fun too. The snow globe was fun, like the fact that you get to skate around and slide around, and it had. I think the music again, the music was really, really good, and I, I really, really liked it in the snow globe level. And just again, I think the snow globe levels I had a couple of areas you could explore. And really play around in. And there was an underwater section, which had probably the most terrifying part of the game with an anglerfish. <laughs> and then you have the like the frozen town sections where you could go around and like to throw snowballs at people. You could you could eat cakes off of stands that were sitting around. You could do snow angels. Yeah. And just You go on a sleigh ride. You go on a sleigh ride. It was fun. Yeah. And I just really liked um the game had a really good mixture of like environment puzzles. And like, I don't know what, like slidey puzzles, like things where you had to run away from things or you Mm. had to slide down things or you had like obstacle courses type thing. Speaking of, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I really liked about the game is that except for like one section that comes to mind, the basic mechanics are pretty much the same the whole way through. Jump, double jump, dash. Mm -hmm. And then, but each like... On its own, you'd be like, okay, that's fine. You know, that's what Mario's been doing for years. But then for each level, they'd add in something different. Mm -hmm. And each character got something different as well. Yes. That would somehow interact with each other that you could use to make fun, exciting puzzles. But I love how they introduced those abilities each time. Mm -hmm. Because you'd lose them in an organic way based on the story. And then you'd gain them. You know, sometimes it would just be the book playing games on you or whatever. But you'd get the new ability, and then they always did a really good job at introducing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be just very not it was never like there wasn't really a tutorial screen that would pop up. It'd be like, okay, you've got magnets. And then there'd be, you know, you'd come up to a door and you'd be like, okay, wait, I've got the opposite color magnet, so I can attract mm-hmm. this door open. You've got the same colored magnet, you can repel this one, or just things like that. And you'd have these little miniature puzzles that worked, as I said, based on how you'd think they would. And then as the level went on, you'd be using those same mechanics in more elaborate and mm. elaborate ways mm-hmm. as the puzzles got more and more difficult and more and more dangerous. And so it just felt like it grew so, so organically. It wasn't just a, this is how you do this. Mm. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, 100%. I think the one, though, that made me just absolutely laugh was the one that broke the game the most. Which one? Because I was like I was saying, the basic thing was always like kind of a jump, double jump, dash type thing. But then there's the one bit where all of a sudden you get thrown in a dungeon and you pop out and you're in a top-down isometric. Yes, that uh, was so good. Gauntlet Legends dungeon crawl, where one of the characters is now an ice mage and the other one is a warrior with a flaming sword, and you just go through and all your buttons are now attack buttons, and you're fighting off guards, and it did. 
it felt like playing Gauntlet mm-hmm. Legends again. And it was so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. It even ended in like a full-on FF14 style MMO boss fight. Oh, with the with, um with the chess set. With the chess set. Yeah. Where that was fun. you've got like pieces appearing that move like chess pieces and interacting with the board mm-hmm. and the bosses themselves are moving around, but they're the king and the queen, so they move like chess pieces. Yeah, I really liked how the pieces actually moved as if chess pieces would work. Yeah. Except for the um the knights. The knights. Yeah. But it but it was really well done. Ah, it was so clever. I'm not too sure what my favorite mechanic was because they were all so much fun. And I think one of the great things about this is now we can replay the game but swap characters and get probably get a completely different experience. Yes. Because they definitely made sure that every character, that you had parts where you worked together and you had parts where you had to work apart from each other. But it always came back in, and there was also a lot of us trying to having to communicate both in-game and out-of-game in order to solve things. In order to progress, or even just bantering, like the characters would banter and we would banter, and then sometimes we would project what the characters were going to say because we were bantering as well. <laughs> I mean, it helped that the wife in the game is British and the husband in the game was American. Yes, yes, I like that little touch. <laughs> it's just like us, only Hooray. we're actually in a happy relationship instead of about to get a divorce. Oh, about that. What? No. no, no, no. <laughs> and we don't have kids. That's true. And we don't have a nice house with a big garden. I mean, we've got a nice apartment. We do, but it doesn't have a big garden with a tree house or We've got a little squirrels. garden across the way that's tended to by the local old ladies who live in the other flats <laughs> in the apartment. True. And there are feral cats that live everywhere, and they're pretty cute. I wish we could pet them. They don't like to be pet. No. I saw a cute orange one just completely ignoring the barbed wire on the top of the wall, just walking along, having a great time. <laughs> Cats are so weird. Yes. So anyway, back to the game. Back to the game. Back to the game. There was no orange cat in the game. So I guess we'll probably start going into spoiler territory. I mean, we've given some anyway. Yes. I Yeah. I mean, in terms of gameplay, yes. Um, But in terms of story, what did you think of the story? I really enjoyed it. I was... So as I said, I saw two people playing this on Twitch, which is what made me be interested. And I logged on to the Twitch and the game, you know, they were playing the game and I watched it and I saw... What bit did I see? I saw them start to climb up the tree. Okay. So that's after you get out of the basement pretty early on in the game. Mm-hmm. I watched them do that, and I went, you, the characters are already bantering, the players themselves were bantering, whatever, but, and I went, oh, no, I want to play this with Jen, and I closed the Twitch because I didn't want to see any more of it. Yay. <laughs> because I wanted it to be fresh when I saw it. Mm-hmm. And so just that much, not even presented as a trailer, not a, you know, a hype package or whatever, just two people enjoying themselves playing a small portion of the game was enough to me go this is what i want so then were you expecting anything from the story so i came in with no the only thing i knew was that it looked cute Mm -hmm. and so the story was completely out of left field for me i was not expecting that to be the plot at all (laughs) and it touches on very mature themes yeah and i think it does so in a very good way yeah i think it handled so the whole thing is the books trying to get these two to kind of work together and to communicate with each other and to try and not necessarily try and work out their differences, but try and kind of see things from each other's perspective. Remember why you fell in love with them in the first yeah, place. Yeah, but it's a very slow burn. Yes. 
and I was I was really surprised. I think I looked up um, average gameplay is between twelve and eighteen hours for this game. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure how long it took us to play, but I was really surprised at how long the game was. Yeah, like, I, I was uh, expecting a ten hour game, and this was double that almost. I never felt like the game was too long, which was mm. good. I, there's definitely times when games overstay their welcomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, go listen to our FF Seven remake podcast <laughs> for that. <laughs> But I also, yeah, it was definitely longer than I thought. But in, like I said, in a good way, like they, so the first chapter is them kind of working together because they have to. And actually, I don't think they start, they, they're like blaming each other for things and insulting each other or probably all the way up to probably about 70% of the way through the game. And that's when they start realizing, oh, actually. You see the insults go to banter as the game progresses. Yeah. But it's not like they a switch is flipped at one point no it's very I, natural yes which i think is well i mean you and i banter a lot yeah as people may have noticed from the podcast <laughs> i don't know um and there's a definite difference between banter and insult but it's also it is easy to stray from one to the other mm. because it's not a clear-cut line all the time mm-hmm. and so i think that the writers for this and then the actors as well in portraying it did a great job in showing that blend Mm -hmm. and then you have the book thrown in to kind of put a just mess with them every step of the way yeah yeah it's weird because you know we're talking about jokes and night between the character and weird strange situations and everything but then the book kind of also does play the comedic lightning Mm. because it can be a really heavy topic and then the book is there to kind of be that quick step away have a breather and jump back in Mm mm-hmm like I think one of my favorite lines was when May goes, "That's what was it? That's blackmail," and the book goes, "No, that's therapy." Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he does actually end up like strapping them down to a sofa with giant wedding rings. Well, I th- giving them yeah, they they look like a giant wet wedding ring. They were wedding rings, uh, but they're also small dolls, so I don't know how giant they were. True, true. Okay, in comparison, and then giving them basically forced. Therapy. couples therapy <laughs> and just oh the book was such a weird character i i i could empathize a lot with the characters because at the first the book was just annoying yes and then he becomes endearing and then you kind of like him by the end you're like damn it <laughs> i didn't want to like you but i do well this is a great line when uh may turns to cody and she's like what are you two a team now and he goes yes if it'll get you to sing yes <laughs> i was like yeah i would 100 percent team up with someone against jen if it convinced her to do something that she loves to do but was scared to do ah you're a terrible person you're a terrible wonderful person (laughs) (laughs) how dare i (laughs) how dare you you'd do the same to me yeah i would (laughs) but there was you said earlier that there was some that you had some critiques oh yeah i do the game itself is a joy to watch Mm -hmm. uh just the way the two main characters as their puppet forms are rendered and how they just move so very differently and how they interact with everything they never the two of them almost never are doing the same thing mm-hmm. i think like the one time that maybe they have the same animation is when you're on either side of like a like something to turn something and to you're turn pushing and it. you're pushing it yeah but almost everything else cody is much larger and he'll hang from things where may would sit on them like mm. when you're on the uh when you're on like a what's it called like a hang, hang glider a hang glider or anything like that uh the way he runs yeah. the way may run just 
everything the characters did was different. I love how Cody runs. He's got like his arms flinging behind him, just going blah, 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 in the wind. <laughs> yep. And what they do is all very fit to their characters. And I feel like a lot of characters you interact with, like the book himself is just completely over the top and how he acts. <laughs> yeah. uh, and just everything, the squirrels, the wasps, the bees, the weird plants, the frogs, uh, moon baboon. Moon baboon. Moon baboon. Uh, the guards that I mentioned before, all the little mm-hmm. Playmobil guards, just the weird octopus that you fight, the kraken. Oh, yeah. Uh, just so many characters have all these wonderful little enduring qualities to them. And they're all so different from each other. And it's great. And so you're saying, but Wesley, I asked you what you didn't like about the game. Yes. The humans were just completely lifeless. You don't really do much with them. Except, I mean, you see them in the... You never play as them. You see the two parents in the cutscenes more at the beginning and the end, and then you see the daughter throughout the game doing different things. They are completely lifeless, and it was so weird to me. Just... Yeah, I guess there wasn't much animation in their expressions compared to everything else. Everything else. Like, I mean, the squirrels don't really make many facial expressions, but you can still... I just... They felt more alive to me than the human characters Mm. and part of it was just they moved slightly awkwardly and it just felt like not as much care or time was put into the human characters and so when half the cutscenes involved the daughter i was like it just felt weird Mm. yeah i think that's fair enough i didn't i didn't mind how the humans looked too much i thought it made sense because the basically cody and may are kind of in this fantasy world and kind of almost a reality separate from our own but connected to it. So it made sense that it had a very different feel to it. And because we weren't actually playing as the humans, I didn't really care that much when the cutscene. Not as exciting as everything else that we'd been interacting with up to that point. Fair enough. It just felt weird to me. (laughs) The other bit is, and this is a really minor quibble, so take it as you will. There are a number... So in the exploring... There's a lot of things you can do while exploring that, as we've said, are just for the sheer joy of it. Mm. But you can also find a lot of mini games, mm-hmm. And it's little... But those g- are competitive. They're competitive. It pits, always pits May versus Cody in something or other. I don't think there's a single cooperative one on there. Nope. Well, it's because the rest of the game is cooperative. It makes sense that they have a little bit of competition. Yes. And some of them just didn't feel fully thought out. Mm-hmm. Especially when you compare it to how tight the rest of the game was. There was just some of them where like... Well, we did it, and I never want to do that one again. Yeah. Like, the, there's one mini game where you have to swing off some swings and go as far as you can, but the swing mechanic felt very janky, and it was really hard to know when to jump. And so there were a lot of times when we were both, like, jumping into the negatives in the opposite direction. I was like, wait, but I pressed the button when I was, like, going in that direction, so surely I should have gone forwards, not backwards. What the heck? Yeah. Or, um... Or the one where you throw balls into the mouths of the animals. Lizards, yeah. yeah. And it was like, I, I I, threw that in there. Come on. And that was also really similar to the one where you have to feed the larva. But I thought the one where you fed the larva worked a lot better. It's kind of mm. like the basketball one where you could jump and throw and jump and throw. But I just felt that one worked. Whereas the other one, it did feel like half the time you'd see it go in the mouth and it wouldn't register or something. Mm-hmm. But I did, I honestly, I really enjoyed the diversity of the minigames. Yes. Like, there was a lot of really clever mechanics that they thought of, like... And I think they all fit into the levels where you find them as well. It's not just like, oh, we have to stick a game here. It's what fits in here. Like, there was one where you, you had to throw, uh, what are they called? Nails. Yep. And at something, at a target, and I had to hit the target with a hammer. But you could nail me down 
on the board and I had to get out before I could hit anything else. It was really... And so so we were both tackling the same mini game, but in different ways using our abilities. That was fun. Yeah. But, and yeah, they did, they just made him fit so well into the different areas. Like, I think the first mini game you find is whack-a-mole, but that's when your character had a hammer. Mm-hmm. So it was me climbing into a box and trying to pop my head out and Cody. you trying to whack me because yeah. <laughs> you got the hammer anyway. I know they were just all so Actually, clever. I think, I think the worst one was probably the video game one that, where you had to move along to the beat but but they only let you use the the the, the oh. toggle stick not the d-pad yeah it was yeah that was annoying and and we were both like oh god can one of us get to the end so this is over Ooh, bling. and we were both like can one of us get to the end before this is out like to to make this end because ah neither of us was having fun on that neither one. of us was having fun with that one <laughs> one of the things i didn't like was how the game concluded okay um, so this is this is major spoils. So if you if you if you are interested in it, then stop this now because I am going to spoil the ending. I didn't like how the end, how the grand conclusion was May getting confidence in herself to sing in front of an audience again because it's something that she loved, and Cody is encouraging her the whole way, being like, "Come on, you can do this. Um, I really want to see you sing. I believe in you." And but then in the in the very end, she's still nervous, and it's the book that consoles her, and it's the book that says, you know, you don't have to be perfect, you just have to go up there and have fun. And I think that should have been Cody that encouraged her, and I think it should have been him that had that moment with her, and not the book. Yeah. Because the whole point of the game is that for them two to kind of have these connections, and then so she goes up there and she sings, but it's nothing special because she's been singing that song through the entire level because her ability for that level is that she sings and shouts in order to open doors or stop things so it's not a surprise when she starts singing the song that she sings because you've already heard it several times throughout the level Mm. but it's also not a song because it doesn't have any lyrics i guess the difference is before she's been more humming it and now she's actually singing it Mm -hmm. but it's that's really nitpicking yeah i mean i am i am nitpicking no i'm saying my me saying that was really nitpicking we're both nitpicking. Ah, we're the worst. <laughs> we're terrible. No, it's, I do feel the two characters could have had more closure at the end. Because as I'm playing through it, that's what I was expecting. Mm. My big expectation was, you know, to have the whole thing set up, but then for Cody to give her the out if she wanted. Yeah. Be like, to be more of a, you know, I think you're really good at this, and I've always liked you singing, but you don't have to do it to prove anything, kind yeah. of that type of thing. Yeah, that would have been good because then it would have been her choice and he would have been respecting her choice rather yeah. than forcing her to do it. Yeah, and so that that's kind of, as we were playing through that whole final section, that's kind of where I thought it was leaving. And then even if Cody had said what the book said, I still think that would have been good. Hmm. But it was weird that it was the book and not Cody saying it. Yeah, and I think also that the the fact that the song didn't... if it, So songs have very powerful... Like, they're just in general very powerful. Like, when I think of... I know you've never played this, but the game To the Moon has a really, really powerful song at the end. This still makes me cry. It's so good. Everything makes you cry. Everything makes me cry, but that's besides the point. <laughs> and um, and I think lyrics and songs can carry a lot of weight and a lot of meaning. And so the fact that she doesn't sing a song at the end, they kind of missed out on an opportunity there. I think they could have given the finale a lot more of an emotional like sucker punch if they'd actually had a song. But on the flip side, I can see why they didn't have it. And this is totally metagaming on my part. 
because the game was localized into a lot of languages and localizing a song is really expensive because you have to find a singer in every language and you have to get approval from the original songwriter in order to make sure you can use like translate the lyrics and have the lyrics approved and it's just i can see i can see why they didn't give her an actual song with lyrics in order to save a lot of money because it probably would have been really really expensive for just this one bit but i think it also took away from the ending at the same time you know it would have been a good song what it takes two i thought one was enough it's not true it takes two of us that's actually a good point if they if she'd sung a song about it taking two that would have been even better yes not necessarily that one because copyright but yes but i like that song (laughs) i know you like that song you sing it all the time (laughs) no i think that's a very valid critique of the ending i did like that they left it somewhat open-ended though Mm, like we don't know if they're actually gonna go through the divorce divorce or not yeah it was whether or not they decide to do it it will be made from i feel a more rational position whereas at the beginning of the game it just feels like two people who are fed up and figuring it's the only decision yeah and so i like that at the very least they realize that there's other options and whatever they decide to do will be more healthy for both of them Mm -hmm. because sometimes divorce might be the right answer Mm. but you want to be able to recognize that it's not the only answer i think and i so i did enjoy that yeah 100 percent. i wish a i mean it would have been interesting to see the conclusion but like you said i'm glad they left it open-ended that you can they probably stay together but you hope that they would have a lot of a lot of discussion about it Mm. i was really worried actually that the whole thing would be a dream at the end and that they wouldn't remember anything that they experienced, which I guess would take away from the point of doing it. Yeah. It was all a dream. No, I hate it when people do that. Yeah, those are the worst endings. Way to invalidate all the work I've put into this. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, even my nitpicking at the ending, I really enjoyed this game. Yes. Like, even after we finished and we were going back through and, and picking up trophies, we started playing in the, in the kingdom again. <laughs> and then we were like, oh yeah we should probably stop playing because it's almost 11 o'clock at night uh and we're old and we have to go to bed yeah because we've got work and responsibilities gross (laughs) uh there was so many good parts of this game i'm just remembering them and being like yeah that was good yeah that was good yeah that was good yeah that was really fun i like that bit (laughs) one of my favorite parts of the game was entirely down to how you and i reacted to it Oh no, I know exactly what you, the elephant one. The elephant the at the queen, end of the kingdom when you queen, go find Queen Cutie. Queen Cutie, and you have to you have to assassinate her. You have to assassinate <laughs> the queen, and they've just figured that the only way that, that they can break this curse that's on them. And then this elephant's and, like, no, no, don't kill me, no. You're like, oh, jeez, why? I don't want to play this game. <laughs> no, that's horrible. It breaks my heart. And by that point, you've like ripped off one of her legs and you're dragging her to the edge of a cliff <laughs> to throw her off. It's really horrible. And the horrible. game like makes you drag her. The g- it's, yeah, you have like, to press The whole this game button. is pretty fast, but you actually have to rapidly press the button so you can drag her because she's trying to grab onto things. And you get this new camera view and it's just... It really pushes uh, in the horror of what you're doing. Yeah, like you're a terrible parents. You're, a you're terrible, ter- terrible people. <laughs> you're terrible players. You're awful and you should feel bad. Oh, it was the best part of the game to me. I mean, there's a lot of good parts of the game, but just 
how much work they put into making you realize the absolute horror of what you're doing was so good. Because I was saying, no, this is the worst. And you're like, ha this is hilarious. I, I was laughing entirely at your reaction. Like not even the game. The game was horrifying, but just your reaction and this little elephant voice going, no, we don't have to do this. Please, please. We can just be friends. We can just be friends. Don't kill me. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. You love Rose and I love Rose. And so we can just be friends. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, even, so good. Even the characters are like, no, this is awful. I feel so bad. I'm sorry, cutie, but you have to die. It's <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, at least i'm really glad that in the again spoiler post credit scene you see a cutie fixed up and she's okay she's okay everything is fine and every time the parents walk into the room she's sitting there going they're the ones that killed me <laughs> yeah uh, uh that was fun <laughs> so if you like dark horror with slight bits of comedy dark horror and black comedy mixed together i think i don't think that's quite how I don't think that's quite the tone of the game all the way through. You you, you want to bet? Boss I... one, you rip its eyes out. Boss two, you slowly dismantle it until you reveal its inner core to get it stabbed. Oh no, but it is Boss like... <laughs> three, you drag them to a ledge and push them off. I wouldn't say that was a boss fight. Oh, it was post-boss fight. But even still. Sorry. Dramatic finish of the level. <laughs> I would say the game is more like a cooperative comedy with heavy undertones. Dark horror black comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we interpreted this in very different ways. It takes two. <laughs> <laughs> you thought one was enough. It's not true. Anyway. So yeah, I highly recommend. Oops. So yeah, I highly recommend this game if you haven't played it already and if you haven't been put off by us spoiling absolutely everything. I also recommend it. Go find a friend, go find a spouse, go find someone who you're close with and play It Takes Two. Or an unwilling rando on those streets. Drop no. them in. No. Strap them in. <laughs> Strap them down to a chair. With a giant wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, if you want to tell us why we're horrible people, you can leave comments on Twitter at Anna Bros Creative. Or on our website at AnnaBrosCreative.com. We will hopefully see them and hopefully respond, but no guarantees. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode and know somebody that you like, maybe somebody else you played this game with who would also like this episode, then feel free to share it. That would be really cool. It would be. Thanks for listening. I've been Wesley. And I've been Jen. Bye. Bye. Bye.